Good afternoon. This is KTOO. I'm Yvonne Crummery. Do you know school district leaders say an education funding increase provided by the legislature this week would cut its budget deficit in half? The district faces a $10 million budget deficit for next year. District officials say the school closure plan approved by the board last week will save the district about $3 million. The legislature has approved an education bill that includes a $680 increase to the base student allocation, part of a formula that determines state funding to schools. That would give the Juno School District more than $5 million in additional state funding. Superintendent Frank Hauser spoke at a school board meeting last night. No one can say that the Juno School District and this board have not done their part to balance the budget. The legislature has done its part too. The next part will be solely on the governor. Governor Mike Dunleavy said at a press conference yesterday that the bill leaves out some of his priorities. It's a three-legged horse, meaning it's not going to run very far, all right? But we can fix that. We have 15 days before it becomes law or before I veto. Uh, and I made it clear that um, if there are not certain elements in that bill, uh, it's, 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 it's not going to be, I won't, I won't uh, sign into law. Uh, I'll veto it. Hauser says a veto would mean more staff layoffs in Juneau. The district would also have to increase the pupil-teacher ratio, also known as PTR, essentially increasing class sizes. If the governor vetoes the BSA increase, PTR will need to increase, most likely significantly, since 90% of the district's budget is in salary and benefits. Without a BSA increase, the district is looking at an increase in PTR to balance the budget along with a reduction in force. Dunleavy has until March 14th to sign or veto the education bill. The district must notify tenured teachers about layoffs by March 15th. Employees of the Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium in Sitka have threatened to organize following a recent rollback of their benefits. Over 150 staff members, including doctors, nurses, and technicians, signed a letter on February 15th protesting unilateral changes to search's paid leave policy. The conflict is flaring just days after the organization which serves communities around Southeast Alaska, announced it was increasing base pay for employees earning less than $25 an hour. KCAW's Meredith Reddick reports. The February 15 letter addressed to search administration was prompted by changes the healthcare nonprofit made to its leave policy that resulted in reduced paid time off for most employees. In an email to staff, Search said the new system would, quote, allow us to better support new hires, ensuring equitable PTO distribution across our team. Although the changes varied based on role and years with the organization, some employees lost about a third of their total paid time off. Primary care physician Bob Hunter, who signed the letter, has worked as a doctor in Sitka since 1980. Under the new policy, he lost more than three weeks of annual leave. My initial concern was that I found out one day that I was having three weeks of my personal leave uh, cut for each uh, year. Um, My other concern, though, is about younger employees, uh, new hires, and other uh, workers at search and the effect that PTO changes were having on them. One technician who also signed the letter and asked to remain anonymous has worked for search for more than a decade. He lost more than two weeks of leave under the new policy, and he says it's not just about vacation. If we get COVID and we need to take extended sick leave or the days when you would take time to go some subsistence fishing or hunting or anything like that, 
In their letter to the search administration, employees called the reduction a breach of trust. The letter also indicated that the group was prepared to unionize if needed, writing, quote, We are prepared to organize and act collectively to ensure our working conditions reflect the respect and integrity we deserve. If the group does decide to unionize, they will be joining a growing trend among healthcare workers. The change in search's leave policy came at about the same time that the organization publicly announced it was raising its minimum pay. The February 7 public announcement says, quote, As part of our ongoing efforts to enhance the overall compensation structure, Search is proud to announce a new $25 an hour minimum salary for all direct hire employees. It goes on to state that the pay increase is part of a strategic goal to, quote, become the employer of choice. That message may not land with existing staff. Search's top executives draw huge pay. Based on IRS documents, CEO Chuck Clement alone earned $2.4 million in 2022. That's about $1.5 million more than the next highest salaried administrator. Dr. Hunter says he and other letter signers met with search leadership after sending their letter and that his personal concerns have been addressed, but he's still concerned for other employees. I still have concerns about the effect on uh, people who have been here a couple of years, people that hope to stay and have a long career here and previously had expectations to have uh, more PTO than they're going to have. The technician, who lost over two weeks of leave, says he sees the new policy as part of a pattern of decisions from search that have negatively affected employees. Being able to donate leave to coworkers if they have a crisis where they no longer have the annual leave to cover them, you used to be able to do that for them rather than them needing to use leave without pay. Search used to have a daycare that was primarily used by employees and then also the community itself after that. In response to a request for comment from KCAW, Search Representative Lindsay Schaefer wrote, quote, to better ensure and support a fair and equitable PTO accrual schedule across all positions, Search recently updated the paid time off policy. This update considers the market dynamics, including the cost of living for Southeast Alaska, as well as insights and feedback from our existing employees. In Sitka, I'm Meredith Reddick. And bringing self-expression and acceptance along with tons of spangle and sparkle, the Nude and Rude Review is on its first statewide tour since 2019. With playful stage names like Meow Shell Pfeiffer, this troupe of local performers uses their stories and dance skills backed by classical training in the art form of the ultimate tease, burlesque. KTOO's Boston Christopher spoke to the troupe for Dune Afternoon and has this audio postcard. Our first show was in Skagway in 2016, where a, a large portion of us worked at the Red Onion Saloon as madams. So we spent all day talking about women's history and leaning into that and, I don't know, our own power as women, etc. And then Miss Davy Coquette had recently gone to a burlesque workshop down in Seattle, uh, put on by Miss Indigo Blue. Oh, please believe I said, baby, there's a shark in the water. I caught him barking at the moon. 
In Southeast Alaska, there is an enduring history of performance, burlesque, vaudeville. Um, here in Juneau, I recently learned that a friend of mine who uh, I got to collaborate with had done burlesque, had produced burlesque decades ago. Uh, my personal inspiration was the luminous pariah of Maud Carousel, uh, who grew up here in town, took his craft to Seattle with Miss Indigo Blue, uh, and grew it beyond, uh, and came back home and did some shows here in Juneau, which led to, finally, and uh, finally, way back in 2016, uh, allowing Lady LaCroix and I to join the ranks of burlesque performers in this area. Plume, any kind of a stage name or alias is often to protect the individual and their real life to keep their anonymity on the stage uh, separate from what they want to do in their everyday life as a real person. Just winding you up. You can't see us because we're on the radio, so, um, but everyone has been reaching over and like grabbing hands and <laughs> touching each other because we missed each other so much. Um, we have a lot of love for this thing we do and, and for the people involved. Each person in the troupe, honestly, each person in the audience might have a different moment to share or feeling to share from a show, from performing, uh, from watching someone else. Yes, body positivity. Yes, body acceptance. Yes, fat positivity. Yes to all bodies. Yes to all people in those expressions. That was Lady LaCroix, also known as Taylor Dallas Vidic, Miss Davy Coquette, a.k.a. Cameron Brockett, and Dee Dee, a.k.a. Kelsey Bryce Riker from the Nude and Rude Review, speaking to Boston Christopher on Juno Afternoon. Find the full interview at ktoo.org slash Juno Afternoon. This is KTOO.